everybody. Welcome to Just for Variety. Today is January 25th, 2022. I'm your host, Mark Malkin. On this week's episode, I'm talking to Murray Bartlett. I first met the Australian actor when he was the daddy crush on HBO's gay dramedy, Looking. But it's his work on Mike White's HBO series, The White Lotus, that has earned him widespread recognition, as well as many award nominations, including noms for SAG and Critics' Choice Awards. And I can exclusively reveal right now that the Australian Academy of Cinema and Television Arts tells me that the actor has received this year's International Award for Best Actor in a Series. But before we get to my talk with Bartlett, let's take a look at this week's Just for Variety column. Who wants to go to the Super Bowl with Addison Ray? The TikTok star is raffling off the chance to attend the game with her in Los Angeles next month. Proceeds benefit the American Cancer Society. The disease hits close to home for Ray. Ray tells me her maternal grandfather is a survivor of kidney cancer. For more information on the Super Bowl contest, go to cancer.org forward slash Super Bowl. For more of my talk with Ray, check out this week's Just for Variety column. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Just for Variety. I'm your host, Mark Malkin. I'm talking to Murray Bartlett who plays Armand, the resort manager in The White Lotus, Mike White's hit HBO series. At first, Armand appears to have it all together, juggling the demands of his very privileged guests, but everything unravels when he falls off the wagon. One drink leads to total mayhem, including doing drugs and having sex with a couple of his employees. Two of his most talked about scenes include Armand being caught in his office rimming a much younger employee played by Lucas Gage, and then later defecating in a guest's suitcase. I talked to Bartlett over Zoom from his temporary home in Los Angeles, where I can exclusively reveal he has been shooting the second season of Physical, the Apple TV Plus dramedy starring Rose Byrne as a 1980s San Diego housewife who begins to learn more about herself when she discovers aerobics. Here is Murray Bartlett. My work drag, my work drag. <laughs> someone, uh, someone said to me the other day, they said, why are you wearing a bow tie? I said, I wear it to work all the time. They're like, even during COVID? I'm like, yeah, I can't go to work in like a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's very impressive. Where am I talking to you? Are you in P-Town, my love? No, I'm in oh. LA. Oh, you are? Look at, look, sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I um, we I'm working here for a bit, like until sort of around the middle of the year. So I and I was working just before the the holidays, and I went back to P Town, picked up my boyfriend and my dog, and we drove across country um, for like you know almost two weeks. Um, and now we're in LA. Wow. Yeah. Um, just yesterday, I did one of those Instagrams where I post a photo of what reminds you of summer, and I posted a photo of my husband with. Cupcakes from Scott Cakes. Oh. <laughs> I'm 
<laughs> I know they're deadly, aren't they? Oh, <laughs> I mean, we did it obviously because of COVID. We we had, we've been going almost every summer now for about five years. Oh, okay. Uh, took a break during COVID, and I did. When are you gonna When are you gonna move up there and join us? You know, I think I have convinced my husband that's where we should retire. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he I I recommend it. I mean, I that's where I did all my coming out of my twenties because I worked in Boston. I lived in Boston. Oh, really? So that whole uh, oh my god, early, it's so significant for you. How sweet! Oh, it's magical for me. My yeah. early twenties, me and my friends. Well, my friend rented. We didn't have any money, but one friend did, and he rented this converted chicken coop in Truro, <laughs> right, right oh, off whatever yeah. that highway is. Yeah. And it'd be like 10 of us staying in this chicken coop. What do you mean a chicken, like an actual chicken coop? It used to be a chicken coop. They took out the chickens in the cages and they said, put beds in there and a bunch of gay guys can stay there. <laughs> That's amazing. What you do in your 20s. And, you know, the best part is, you know, it was my 20s when I drank and did a lot of drugs. And well, yeah, yeah. The, the P-Town tennis courts, I'd have to go to the payphone because of a Saturday night, wherever I ended up, and call my friends and say, pick me up, I'm still in pizza. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> that's amazing. So, oh, so the chicken coop was in Truro? It was in Truro, yeah. So let's talk about you, hello, what a Hi. fucking year. <laughs> yeah, it's been a really good year. Okay, so when <laughs> Melissa, let me tell you this, when Melissa McCarthy was nominated for Bridesmaids, yeah. I worked at E at the time and I was doing one of those reaction telephone calls. And I said, right, right. Melissa, you got nominated for shitting in a sink. <laughs> so, I, so I say to you, you got a SAG Award nomination for eating a guy's ass out and taking a dump. Uh, I just, I like, I, <laughs> I guess one up to Melissa, right? <laughs> I was like, I see how she did it. Uh, <laughs> you just need one more, we could do a trend. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, let's see what happens next year. Who gets <laughs> How wild has this ride been for you this last year? I mean, the show just hit at a moment where everyone needed this levity, but also, I mean, this. The, this show is just genius. I don't, you know, I know you've heard it all before. You, know, <laughs> you, you were just, you were incredible. Jennifer Coolidge is seen on the boat. It's just, and I know, I don't know the Four Seasons as well. I stayed there once, but I used to do a lot with the Maui Film Festival. So I would stay at the Grand right. Olaya next door. Right, right, oh. okay. So you're very familiar with that. Very, did you have any? any idea you're making this that this is it was going to become this cultural moment this zeitgeist in the middle of it i mean um this i mean mike white is a genius you know and these the scripts were that he wrote in two months by the way were just you know incredible and the characters that he'd written you know were really amazing and so yeah, I mean, I had no doubt that some people would absolutely love it because it was, you know, it's brilliantly written, an amazing group of people, 
Um, with Mike directing, I mean, you know, this one of those amazing situations where the creative person who wrote it gets to direct it, you know, every episode. And so it's like got that amazing kind of cohesive quality about it. Mm. Um, but yeah, you can never tell how a show is going to hit, right? And it was such a wonderful thing. You know, I, I remember talking to Mike when the show was coming out and, and it was, you know, like it was really resonating with people. And he was like, you know, I feel like I've been writing this kind of stuff for years. I don't know why this, why, you know, now, why now? And I guess it, it just sort of is a timing thing. But I think also how wonderful that his work, you know, at this time with those themes that we should be, you know, looking at and talking about and, and you know, facing, um, that that has resonated with such a wide audience. Just like, but yeah, re really, you just can't predict that kind of thing. Um, even though I think we all knew that it was, you know, a brilliant piece of writing and a great group of people. So potentially it could be something really wonderful. How did you not break constantly while you were shooting? <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. I feel like we all, I mean, well, you know, working with Jennifer Coolidge, it's almost impossible to not break. And right. I did. I mean, I didn't have a lot of scenes with her, but, you know, like, you do a scene with her and you, you know, you do the scene and then you get to a point where she'll start to riff and you, you stay with it as long as you can. And then it's just, you get to a point where you're like, I, like you just can't cause she's so brilliant and so in the moment and so hilarious. So yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was a little tricky and wonderful, but I think, you know, it was such a unique situation where, we, it was a really intense schedule, so we were working a lot, you know, and very kind of intensely, but in Hawaii on a beach. So it was like, it was beautiful, but we were also all living in that resort um, together. So it was, it was sort of like theatre camp in a way, or TV camp, I guess. Mm. And you kind of fall into rhythms with each other. So I, yeah, I don't know. There was something about um, the speed of it and uh, just getting in that rhythm that we sort of couldn't leave because we were quarantined together the whole time. So I, you know, I mean, it was very funny watching people do their stuff, but I think it's interesting in that situation, how the, 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 the real relationships start to sort of filter into the, the <laughs> fictional relationships and vice versa. And um, you really get in a groove and get in a rhythm with it. So yeah, it was, surprisingly kind of easy to like snap into it and stay stay in it and not not break out of it <laughs> what do you like about armand um you know what i feel what i really related to particularly at the time we were shooting like during the the whole um uh well during the pandemic but during the election and um during all the kind of the social issues that were like you know that were, that were coming to the surface. And it was such a tumultuous year in so many disturbing and also amazing, important ways. But I think a lot of us, you know, there was a, a level of um, being overwhelmed and frustrated and all these things, which I really relate to in him. And he's, you know, you, you meet him, you probably don't quite realise it at the beginning, but you're meeting this man who's on the verge of a nervous breakdown and, like, you know, beating away his demons of addiction and stuff. And I related to his feeling overwhelmed and, like, what the fuck, how the fuck did I find myself in this insane world and I can't do this anymore, you know? And I feel like 
he took to me he did really kind of came to represent that part of all of us that I feel like everyone was feeling at that time um and I so I I guess what I, you know, I, I love that what, and Mike wrote this, that he's this showman and like, he's sort of like larger than life in a lot of ways. And he's also this very vulnerable, like damaged, like human being. And, and I love the kind of the complexity and the sort of the balance of that that Mike wrote, you know, and like, that's sort of a dreamy thing for an actor to, to play, right? I mean, not just that, everything in between, that character, you know, is all these different facets and goes on this kind of roller coaster ride. So it was just, I mean, I just didn't, I, I was like, what have I done to deserve this like gift being dropped in my lap of this, you know, this kind of dreamy role? So will we see a prequel and see what got Armand sober? I want to see Armand getting sober and what happened that made him get sober. Well, the night before we started shooting, Mike made a joke. He was saying, you know, like whoever is the, you know, the nicest person and like the best actor gets a spin-off series. And I was like, excuse me, what about me? <laughs> like I died. He was like, we'll go back in time. Not a problem. So <laughs> I, he was joking, but, um, but oh, wouldn't no. that be fun? When they said that they were going to do a second season, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe like, you know, 2008. <laughs> Does Mike or did you create a backstory for Armand? There was more of a backstory written into the script and some of those, you know, um, pieces fell away, which makes sense in the final cut. But um, one of the things that I found really useful was that he wanted to be an actor. And I, you know, I, I relate to that. I worked in hospitality. I know a lot of people who work in hospitality. I know people who, who, you know, started out as performers and have moved into hospitality and, and some people who have done that, who are perfectly happy and others who, you know, have this, you know, broken dream of having wanting to be a performer. So it's a really, it was a really familiar thing to me and really useful because he is a performer in that role as the manager. He's like, he's, you know, he has to act with those people, like those obnoxious people that he's dealing with. And, and also like, there's a joy in that performance for him because that's where he gets to do what he loves. It's the only place that he can do what he loves, you know, because mm -hmm. it didn't work out for him as an actor. So that was a really um, important piece for me because I, you know, I relate to it so personally, but I think it just also makes sense in terms of the character. Yeah, for sure. So what was more challenging, the scene where you're rimming him? Story, I don't know why I'm being so pure about it. Or taking a poop in a suitcase? <laughs> I mean, um, <laughs> I don't know. That's a really <laughs> difficult question. I think, you know, any of those kind of intimate scenes that you do, are just weird. They're just like, there's an element of it that is always going to be weird and sort of slightly awkward. But we were, you know, Mike creates this incredible feeling of play on set and we were having so much fun. And so I, you know, I, that you just, we were all throwing ourselves into the spirit of that. And so I, you know, they weren't that difficult to do those things. Although I have to say, we did the, the, the shitting in the suitcase scene, 
was not scheduled for that day. We had like, we were doing it in like two weeks or something. And then something happened. I think maybe we had a COVID scare or something. And all of a sudden, like we were doing that. And I think that was really good because I couldn't think about all it. Right. Too. You know, I'm like, all right, let's shit in a suitcase. So, yeah, that was probably, that probably helped me on that day. You had to make shit happen. Sorry. Exactly. Sorry. Literally. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you get nominated for a SAG award. So let's look. You're up against Oscar Isaac, Michael Keaton, Ewan McGregor, Evan Peters. Yeah, it's surreal. Tell me about how surreal that is. I mean, that's just like, I, I, I don't, I, that will just always be surreal to me. I don't, it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's thrilling and uh, like, it doesn't feel real, but I'm like, I'm absolutely, you know, so excited about it. I feel, you know, I feel very um, fortunate. <laughs> what, what's the group text that goes around that day between all of you when these nominations are coming through? The group text between all of who? Jennifer, Mike, Sydney, oh. Connie. <laughs> just, just a lot of love. Like we, you know, we, it's, it's interesting that experience we had on that show is a singular experience that I hope in some ways we will never have again because it's during COVID, you know, where you just, so there, there was a, a thing of um, being pulled out of our COVID pods, thrust together in this beautiful place with this amazing group of people that made us feel incredibly lucky and bonded us in a way. Also, you know, like all the the social, you know, tumultuous social stuff that was going on, like I said, then the, 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 the election, there was, there was an intensity that, to that time that bonded us in a very unique way, I think, you know? Um, and so, yeah, so the connections are real and deep, I think. And um, so there's, uh, we do have a group uh, text that, you know, we're not always like talking to each other, but there's a lot of love in it and, you know, we carry that kind of unique bond that we made during the making of the show. It's, it's very lovely. We're going to take a short break right now, but when we return, Bartlett reveals which celebrity slipped into his DMs after watching The White Lotus. Plus, he talks about his upcoming role in Immigrant, Hulu's limited series about the Chippendale dancers. Welcome back to Just for Variety. Here's more of Murray Bartlett. So what celebrity has slipped into your DMs on Instagram to tell you how much they love Armand and they love your performance? <laughs> oh my God. Um, that you could tell me about. <laughs> I, who did I get him at? Let me, um, I got <laughs> someone. Let me, uh, um, oh, oh, I know. I got a random, when the show came out, um, I got a random message from Sarah Paulson, who I absolutely adore and admire. Um, very like beautifully, like polite, like, excuse me for intruding, but I just, and I was like, are you kidding? I just 
you've it inspired me so much and you know it was like yeah just such a beautiful like you know um and again surreal experience of this person who i you know adore and admire so much reaching out to me very you know yeah it is all very surreal but wonderful um and you're winning australian academy best performer in a series yeah i know i mean that's a it's you know, it's 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 not that the other the, the other awards don't count, but like there's something about the SAG Awards, which is voted on, you know, by your peers, such right. a, a beautiful thing. And your home country, <laughs> like yeah. you know, celebrating you and acknowledging you is such a um it's such a uh moving thing, you know. I I you know, I, I don't spend as much time in Australia as I would love to these days because, um, you know, work stuff has happened for me here. And, um, but I, it's my home and, mm -hmm. and it's my people. And, uh, and I love that industry so much. And, um, and I love, you know, I love what that industry produces. And, um, so to be recognized by that group is, you know, extra sweet. And it is a good group. I mean, I mean, I know it's all virtual now or they're going to just announce the winners because of COVID. But yeah. anytime I've gone to the show here in LA, I mean, it's, right. you know, it's Nicole Kidman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the A-list of the Australians. It's, you know, it's an amazing group. You know, it, it is a really, I mean, it's, it's weird, like it's a big country, but like it's funny when you meet other Australians. I'm working with Rose Byrne at the moment in in physical, and um, it's amazing when you meet other Australians, and it's like it does feel like this kind of beautiful like community that um, feels a little like it's sort of it's not small town, but it, it's got that small like like we know each other kind of mm -hmm. thing, and um, and it is a much smaller industry in Australia, so you do tend to kind of cross paths with more people more often you know um there's a there's a different kind of intimacy to it and a sort of a kinship i guess that you feel with with other australians and with people that are in the australian industries which is super lovely so this is a you know a, a, a cherry on that cake so uh what aerobics outfit are you wearing in physical <laughs> you'll just have to wait and see <laughs> like warmers <laughs> I can't I can't give anything away but it's but it's you know I, you won't be disappointed I mean my husband and I loved the first season we literally binged it it was one of those me too yeah, yeah I really really loved it and I kept and, going, and I kept saying is it real is it a real story is it not a real story I was getting so which is great yeah I think it's really beautifully written in that way and I mean, the writing in this season is is really fantastic. The stuff that I got to do, that get to do, is um, it's really fun, but it's it's twisted and and smart and um, yeah, it's got a uh, it, it's interesting because it's got that whole '80s like fun thing. But there's there's a depth to this show that's really um, uh, moving. I think it's great. And then you're going to be playing a male stripper choreographer. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I, I get all the good roles now, right? 
<laughs> Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's going to be so much fun. I don't, do you know, I, I didn't know the sort of backstory of the Shipping Dolls. I remember hearing it like on like, you know, one of those show, like true crime kind of shows. Right. But I, and I knew there was like a murder involved, but I didn't know, you know, to the details as I'm researching your, who you are and who you play. I had no idea. And it's, you know, I mean, again, it's this incredible world of the 80s um, and the Chippendales, like this sort of campy, like amazing world, but this like, you know, this uh, uh, really dark underbelly and this all this kind of shady stuff that was going around that world and like, you know, criminal shady stuff, like really like I, I you know, I had no idea. It's, and this incredible, um, you know, uh, group of characters that were that were mixed up, and it. it's just going to be a blast. And really, um, again, I think you know the way that the writing's going is is uh, you know exploring this like amazing fun world, but there's there's a depth to it that's really. Uh, quite confronting and um you know there's this the the, the two kind of um sort of uh two of the sort of pivotal characters in the show are, are kind of following this american dream but never satisfied and even when they get what they want it's just it's just never enough you know and it's um and this sort of competitive thing that goes on between them and um it's yeah it's it's really fascinating really like great group of people and it's going to be going to be a lot of fun hopefully a lot of fun to watch too um do you reach out to people who knew nick because i did notice that his ex-wife is still alive yeah i have not at this point mm -hmm. um i haven't i mean it's all very new i haven't really and i'm, I'm sort of involved in in physical at the moment and so i haven't started digging i into it in that way yeah but yeah I, I wonder whether that's a good idea or I mean I I'd love to um I know that the you know the the writing team um the creative team are digging in deep and coming up with some amazing stuff and they're passing stuff on to me which is fascinating and and amazing so I'm um I'm but yeah I'm really excited to to dive in more well congratulations on everything Thank you. It's so good seeing you again. The last yeah, you time, I, literally, the last time I did see you was you were writing your bike jam commercials. <laughs> I wasn't going to be that guy, Murray, and then you be like, "Who are you?" Loud now, fan. Uh, but you know how lovely that we uh, can have that. Well, next time you have to, please. Oh, next time I will. I promise. <laughs> Congratulations yeah. on everything. Hopefully. Thank you. The SAG Awards will go off without a hitch, and I will see you on the carpet at the SAG Awards. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, awesome. Let's cross this damn Omicron thing will be over by then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope so. Oh, that'd be, yeah, lovely to see you face to face. Um, so good seeing you. Have yeah. a great weekend. And um, tell yeah. Rose Byrne I said hi. I will. Awesome. Bye, sweetheart. Bye. That was Murray Bartlett. Thanks for listening to this week's Just for Variety. Coming up next week, Being the Ricardos star, Nicole Kidman. Until then, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Malkin. And for all your breaking Hollywood news, go to Variety.com. See you next time. Mm -hmm.